Hey everyone, in this show I'm going to be talking about the Olympic Games. Brisbane, I'm based in Brisbane. Brisbane won the rights, or I think it's called the rights, to host the Olympic Games in 2032. Great news, to be honest everyone knew it was coming, but how does it affect property prices? How will it affect property prices in Brisbane? Is Brisbane now all of a sudden a boom town? Should everyone forget everywhere else in Australia and just buy in Brisbane? Is it going to boom or is it not going to make that much of a difference? In this show, I'll talk about that. Do you want to achieve wealth and passive income through property investing? PK Gupta, host of Oz Property Investment Mastery, will help you achieve passive income by buying top 5% growth and positive cash flow property and building a portfolio using data without you wasting months of time doing research, spending weekends at inspections, or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents each time. So if you are confused and overwhelmed by the amount of contradictory information available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. Now every buyer's agent that is in Brisbane is now going to start spruiking the fact that you should buy in Brisbane. Boomtown, infrastructure, Olympic Games, da 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 da. In this video I'll talk about 10 reasons why you should be a little bit more balanced, a little bit more circumspect and a little bit more intelligent in your investment decisions whether Brisbane is in fact going to boom or not. Okay. Point number one, let's see if I can count as I go along. The first thing is that these Olympic Games in 2032, the International Olympic Committee has actually said that they're going to be a lighter touch, okay? So in years gone by, like in Beijing, you know, they built that nest of a stadium in Sydney, one of my favorite Olympic Games. They built these huge, grandiose, um, extravagant events, big buildings, big stadiums, big fanfare. The Olympic Committee has very purposely said that Olympic Games from here on in will be a little bit more, not tame, but a bit more balanced, a little bit more circumspect, a little bit more easier for the host city to manage because they were really expensive things and actually there were many bidders for these Olympic Games, the one that Brisbane won. And I'm not saying that the reason Brisbane won, but that just goes to show how much demand there is for having the Olympic Games in your home city. It's an expensive affair. Oftentimes there's no NPV, there's no profit, there's no actual return on investment if you think about it purely from a dollar to dollar perspective. Now that may may not say make sense to you, but that's the reality. And that's why not many cities actually bid for the Olympic Games anymore. But that's point number one. It's going to be a lighter Olympic game. So don't expect infrastructure to go to the moon and back. That's not going to happen. Second point is that it's actually going to be spread all over Queensland, or at least southeast Queensland. So it's not actually that Brisbane is going to be the only place that hosts events all the way down to Gold Coast, all the way west to Townsville. They're actually even saying all the way up, not only Sunshine Coast, but all the way up to Cairns. So it's going to be diverse or dispersed, right? It's not going to be concentrated in one city, which naturally means that the infrastructure upgrades, the infrastructure spend will also be more dispersed, right? And that means that that benefit is not epicentered in Brisbane, but is scattered across Queensland. So that 
you know, if, if you're saying I'm going to buy in Brisbane because there's all this infrastructure going to go in, actually that argument holds true for much of Queensland then, according to that logic. Number three, now they've said, you know, Adrian Skinner, the, the mayor of Brisbane said they're going to spend $8 million on, $8 billion on infrastructure. Now that includes all sorts of secondary services and every time a, a public agency or a local government or national government or state government say anything like that, it's always ex exaggerated and he's already including in that figure stuff that was already going to happen right stuff that was already going to happen like the metro line like victoria park a few other things like that so you know that's not true increased infrastructure spend and what's more normally host cities are announced six years before around six years before the olympic games actually happen this time it's announced what is it 2021 so 11 years before it's going to happen so that infrastructure is more drip fed over a course of many more years okay and much of that infrastructure could have happened anyway but it's not going to be concentrated that ingredient to really drive a boom so that's something you really need to know and number four i think we're up to number four the number four point that you really need to know is that actually even Anastasia Palacia, state premier for queensland has said that much of the infrastructure we already have like much of what we need in terms of things like stadiums we already have, like they're not going to build a new Gabba, they're just going to repurpose the Gabba. Now the Gabba is a pretty modern stadium, I don't know how much repurposing it needs, maybe a lick of paint, much like a Renault job on a house. I'm sure they're going to do some stuff right, but this is not like Barcelona where they effectively built a city around the Olympic Games in 1996. So that's another thing that, you know, when people are amplifying the importance of the Olympic Games, especially people who want you to buy property in Brisbane because they have vested interests in getting you a property in Shaler Park or in that Logan area or Ipswich area, they're settling you a brand new duplex or a house and land package or apartment or townhouse or buyers agents who focus on Brisbane. Someone with a vested interest, you got to take these points and really balance all that out, guys. All right. Number five is that if you're saying, PK, look, you're being awfully negative. You're being awfully pessimistic. I, I think that you're undercooking what's about to happen. Number five is that you might be thinking population will surely grow, right? Like all this media attention, it's going to become a world city like Sydney in the year 2000. It's going to attract so much more migration internationally, um, locally, interstate. Brisbane's going to boom from a, a population perspective. Let me tell you that of the last 10 years, um, 2010 to 2020, Brisbane actually had the second largest population growth out of all capital cities in Australia. Okay, so that population is not a new phenomenon, is not a new notion for Brisbane. It's already happening. And what have prices done in the last 10 years, or at least before January this year? They have gone up 18%. In Brisbane, freestanding houses have gone up 18%, you know, from January 2010 to January 2020. So, Meanwhile, population has grown, grown up second highest in, out of all capital cities. So that shows that population and capital growth don't have a direct correlation. And in Brisbane, the key differential or the key variable factor is supply. They built so many new houses up north, past North Lakes, down south, past Beanley or Logan area. 
out west around that Springfield Lakes area, that supply has soaked up that additional population demand. Okay, so guys, don't forget the supply story. It's quantifiable. There's data factors where you can figure that out. And just because there's Olympic Games and population increases doesn't mean that automatically people can ignore the supply side of the story when it comes to housing booms. All right. That was number five. Number six, here's something that I've talked about before on these um, episodes, on these videos. I'll say it again, in year 2000, leading up to year 2000, from 1997, 1998, 1999, year 2000, Melbourne actually grew at a faster clip than Sydney. So, you know, you're thinking, all right, well, Sydney had the Olympic Games, surely it would have gone up the most. Melbourne actually grew at a faster clip than Sydney. Okay, so, you know, there are other factors, both microeconomic and macroeconomic, that impact property markets more so than just having the Olympics. And you might say that, well, actually, you know, logic would say that the previous Olympics Australia had in Sydney, they were a much bigger or grandiose affair than what Brisbane's going to experience. And even that, you know, even then, Sydney didn't outperform Melbourne. So what to speak of now with respect to Brisbane? And I live in Brisbane. Like I want it to boom from a, a property perspective to some extent. You know, I don't want to call social issues, but, you know, it's in my interest. But these are the facts. You can't get away from the data, regardless of whether you're having the Olympic Games or not. Point number six or seven, I can't remember what we're up to. Barcelona. Now, Barcelona prices in 1996, when Barcelona hosted the Olympic Games, I think it was 96, they had an amazing opening ceremony. I remember it. I was, I was a little kid. Their property prices grew well over 100% leading up to the Olympic Games. But that was genuinely because the, the city changed, right? Before 1996, like Barcelona wasn't even on the map. They didn't even have a public transport system. They didn't even have a stadium of that kind of stature. They didn't really have a huge presence in Europe, right? In, in Spain, you know, you, you have Madrid that was always the, the largest city, that was always the, the, the more world city, you could say, as opposed to, to Barcelona. So, you know, you can't just say that because previous Olympic cities have had booms that Brisbane will have a boom. Each city is starting from a different baseline. Brisbane is already a large city. For those of you in Sydney, Melbourne, I know that's most of you will be watching or listening to this. We're not an old, you know, old country town up here anymore. We're already a large city, all right, as much as you don't probably know that. So, you know, Barcelona had this huge improvement opportunity. Brisbane, you know, is this improvement opportunity, but not as much as Barcelona back then. Now, that was point number six or seven. Next point is that this Olympic Games is still 11 years away. All right, when you're a property investor, if you genuinely, genuinely, sincerely want to build a property portfolio, if you really want to, you know, build a, a six-figure passive income, let's say, then you're not investing just for growth after 10 years. You're investing for growth in the first six months, in the first year, in the first 18 months, in the first two years. The litmus test, I've always said this, the litmus test or the barometer of whether your investment property has been strong or not, has been a good property or not, is your ability to draw equity out of that within a year or two or maximum two and a half years and buy another property. So short-term growth is always the name of the game. Long-term, if you look at the data, I've shared that with you before, Basically, everyone does well. All the capital cities, including regional cities, actually, perform 
at about 5 to 6 to 6.5 to 7% over a 10, 20, 30 year period. That's the facts. Long term, it's not, you know, there's not much science that goes into it. Short term is where you really need to understand the data science. And that is where portfolios are grown. That impact of compounding, the mathematical formula of compounding, you need that growth initially to take equity by again and again and again so that future growth can happen on a baseline of higher growth in the short term. So from a fundamental, you know, boring property investment principle perspective, we should ignore this Brisbane Olympics altogether because the short-term data hasn't changed. It will remain the same. Short-term data is what leads to long-term passive income so that you can leave your work or at least have the option to. And the Olympic Games is not really going to impact that. Where we're investing tomorrow hasn't changed because of the Olympic Games. Okay, so now point number, I think we're probably up to number eight, is that Good suburbs where we're investing in right now for both short and long-term growth haven't changed. Like I just said that, right? So I'll give you an example. Like we did a lot of buying in Brisbane for those um, clients who are you're happy with, um, with neutral gearing or slightly negative. We generally want positive gearing, but some clients are happy with neutral, you know, like around the Fernie Hills area. Um, we've been buying a lot there, you know, last year and also at the start of this year. We've basically stopped buying there now. It's all gone up about $100,000, $250,000. You know, that area, if we were still buying there today, we're still buying there tomorrow. We're still buying there next month. It's not like that area is going to grow any faster or slower just because the Olympic Games has been announced. All right. Do you, do you understand where I'm coming from here? So it's not like we're all of a sudden going to say on the flip side as well that, Oh, look, yeah, it was a great idea to invest in Somerset in, in Tasmania, let's say, which which it is. Um, yeah, it's already grown by 30% now, but you know, clients have, have reaped the benefit. But you can go invest in Somerset in, in Tasmania. It's not like that all of a sudden is going to not grow or stop growing just because the Olympic Games has been announced in Brisbane. And all of a sudden you should say, all right, I'm going to ignore that money to be made in Somerset or I'm going to ignore that money to be made in Geelong or I'm going to ignore that money to be made in Adelaide or I'm going to ignore that money to be made in Orange. And now I'm going to go to, to Logan, you know, because, you know, the Olympic Games is going to happen. Like that's that's not advanced property investing, guys. The data hasn't changed, right? These long-term things have changed, but we want to make money in the short term. Hasn't really changed what we're doing much at all. So if anyone's watching this and was about to buy in Adelaide or was about to buy in um, Newcastle or was about to buy in Geelong or was about to buy, uh, I'm just making this up, Toowoomba or, or wherever, you know, don't just all of a sudden pack up stumps and say, all right, guys, well, you know, I'm not playing this game anymore. Well, let's go to Brisbane and let's just buy anywhere because Brisbane's going to boom. It's not going to happen. And then the last point, we're probably up to point eight or nine or ten or something like that. Like, I, this is probably a little bit controversial, but like, seriously, who cares about the Olympic Games anyway? <laughs> um, Right. Like when we were kids, you know, we would romanticize about the Olympic Games. We used to, you know, huddle up all together for the 100 meter final and um, for the sprint, you know, and, and, you know, with Michael Gatlin and the 400 meter um, run by um, uh, Michael Jordan and um, Michael Johnson, sorry, Michael Johnson, Golden Boots. And, you know, for like Michael Phelps and, you know, like, you know, the key sort of events. But in their last Olympic Games, and even the ones before that, I noticed that at least my friends and family and work colleagues when I used to work, you know, they weren't so into it, especially and not even the last one. And so I think the popularity of the Olympic Games with the onslaught or the onboarding of social media and the consciousness and the psyche of people, 
that instant gratification, the Olympic Games don't hold their weight, so to speak, as much as they're used to. So I think by the next 11 years, that slippery slope of the Olympic Games fading in popularity will exacerbate. And I don't think it's even such a big deal anymore. Like the Soccer World Cup is more popular, of course, and it always has been, than even the um, the Olympic Games. And I think other sports are, are more important than the Olympic Games. I mean, ask yourself right now, like with the Tokyo Olympic Games, I even forgot that it was even happening. Like, how many of you are actually going to be glued to your TV screens or whatever device you're watching it on and going to be transfixed in every medal and every achievement whether it's Australia or other people achieve it's good to you know be patriotic and nationalistic and you know be proud of what our athletes are achieving but I think that that shine or that veneer um, isn't as bright as it what it was as what it was and let alone in, in 10 or 11 years time so that's kind of a personal opinion that's not data driven but that's kind of my sense on, on where the world's going. Feel free to disagree. If Those are about 10 points, I think, of why I think, you know, it, Olympic Games is better than no Olympic Games in Brisbane for Brisbane, for Brisbane's property market, right? You know, A, B testing, A is Olympic Games in Brisbane, B, no Olympic Games in Brisbane, the impact on property market, A obviously beats B, right? Of that, there's no doubt. But does it really influence our property investment decisions right now? Does it mean that we should look at Brisbane over another city um, right now? Does it mean that we pack up stumps and fundamentally change our property strategy? And importantly, does it mean that we fold and we now concur with all these property spruikers of which there are no more in any other city than in Brisbane because of the whole affordability thing and all that stuff? you know, I've talked about it on previous videos. Does it mean that we succumb to that? No. All right, I want you guys to be educated. I want you guys to follow the data. This is a very um, unorthodox and a very probably, um, you know, controversial um, episode or video that you're probably watching or listening to right now from me. Most commentators are probably going to say a different thing. I don't know, but these are my thoughts based on data, based on looking at how previous Olympic Games have impacted cities. Um, hopefully this was uh, actually adding value to your lives. I'm always thankful and very grateful, very honored that you actually give me your attention. You know, attention is the biggest currency in the world right now. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much, guys. And I wish you all the best. See you later.